This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The information and opinions are derived from individuals and are not to be taken as a guarantee. We here at In The Money provide you with content, not a guarantee of performance. We are not liable for any bets or action you take as a result of this podcast. Fresh out of class with a dash on the cop with a front with a smile on the loma egg. Yes, she knew I was a legend in the make. Snuck around cause the boy lit in the cake. Small town, big hair, Ricky gon' make it. They say I'm gonna get caught. If you're the plug, you can't turn it off. I'm talking like 16. O's in the trunk, now I don't give a fuck when those down like, uh, I was like, 16, my life at ease, re-up every week like, uh, So, welcome to Lock It In. And this is a special episode we've got going for you here. Uncle Tav and I are out here gonna do some daily picks. We're gonna try to do this every day and have some picks for you. And my guess is we're probably going to do this 30% of the time. So 30% of the time every day would be a very good hit ratio for us. It'd be good for us. So if we live up to our commitment 30% of the way, you know we've You're been successful. More picks is what we're giving you. That's <laughs> what we're getting at here. You know? And just to document, I'm on a bit of a heater right now. 12 of my last 18. I was looking at it today. Several of those are parlays too. Only a few teams, usually money line, but we're, we're hot right now. That's all I'm saying. We're hot. I've been a little bit cooler ever since the Iowa State fiasco. I was on a heater, and then I, the Iowa State fiasco, the Super Bowl, it all kind of rolled into one for me. Uh, so not as much on a heater. I'm just going to throw that out there, but we're going to work our way back. We're going to work our way back in the money here. I you think know, you got to get hot to be on a heater, you know? Scared money don't make no money. That's correct. Um, I think before we start, we're looking at a couple topics that maybe we want to touch upon that are hot in college basketball. And being Syracuse guys, I think actually the place to start is the fact that Jim Beheim killed somebody. Yeah. Yeah, real tragic stuff, honestly. Uh, I don't mean to say that lightly. Uh, that's, just, that's a real shitty situation. Uh just sounds like an unlucky set of circumstances. He had a guy who got in an accident in bad weather in the middle of the street. Uh, middle of the highway. Yeah. No, it's no winning for anybody. Nope. You know? Nope. Uh, I said, I, I hit a guy, I got an accident with a motorcycle about a month ago, and that fucked me up for a day or two, and the guy was fine. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Anytime uh, you, like, I got, like, nicked, like, like, nicked by a woman when I was at a stop sign. The woman was maybe rolling five miles an hour. That fucked me up for a day because I was right. like insurance and this and that. And so right. I can only imagine what it what like a serious something where you actually somebody was hurt or in this case killed could be. But uh, thoughts are with Beheim and the entire Syracuse community because it's it's a rough thing to go through as a community. Sure, for sure. The uh, second thing, and I'm glad to see Jimmy B going to be on the sideline this weekend. Where he belongs. Obviously, because we need him. We need him. We need him. Speaking of the next game, the team that Syracuse is playing is Duke. And this has probably been the biggest storyline. Have you heard of this guy, Zion, who plays (laughs) for them? If you haven't, you could just go to ESPN. He's on every front page that that they have all year. I haven't seen him. (laughs) Um, 
Zion straight busted out his shoe in the last game, and it looked scary when he went down, but it seems yeah. like he's okay. Like a collective gasp of America when he went down, I mean. And, it, and I don't want to rant too much, but I am going to say that it, it's fucking ridiculous at this point that these kids can't get paid. And I know we had this conversation and you were saying, I don't know because I don't want the schools to be paying them, which I totally agree with. The schools don't need to be paying them. But the idea that they can't go out and get money outside of school on their own, whether that's in a commercial, whether that's getting paid to go to a car dealership, whether that's getting paid to go to some rich guy's fucking birthday party because they want to invite this kid to his birthday party and he's a Duke alum. These are the type of things these kids should be able to do because they're very prominent and they, they should be able to make free money on the side if they can. The schools don't need to pay them, but they should be getting paid. The restrictions need to be, you know, severely let go of. And, uh, and it's just sad because I don't want to see Zion sit out the rest of the year. I mean, selfishly, fuck Duke. So I do want to see him sit out the rest of the year. But nobody wants to see him not play. But right. if he decides I don't want to play because my bag is coming next year in the NBA and I've got – look at LeBron. LeBron's going to end I up being a billionaire by the time his career's over. And Zion has not maybe not LeBron potential but somewhat close to LeBron potential. He's looking at throwing away you know hundreds of millions of dollars if he gets injured. And don't tell me about an insurance plan that he has because that's worth like $5 million. And who knows if the insurance company is ever even going to give you that. Right, uh, and my, uh, you know, it's a tough situation. It, it sounds like he's going to be fine. It sounds like it's a very minor injury, which is great. Um, which I think is kind of presents a weird situation because, like you, I think anybody can understand him shutting it down. You know, I think anybody could understand that. Uh, but I think it, it does bring up an interesting point, and I think Zion has shown this. Uh, are you? Or do you want to do this? for the money or do you want to do this because you love the game you know uh, Zion gives me every single vibe that he fucking loves this stuff that he loves the game and he's he looks like the ultimate competitor out there he's the life when they, he was out of the game for Duke I mean what a lifeless team you know, I I, hate, I I really don't like that argument because why can't he but, be doing no, it? Why my, can't he be doing it for both? Why can't he my, be doing it for both? Selfishly, look, uh, I would love to see him finish out the season with Duke. It would be great. I, I actually think he's going to play again. I have the vibe that he's going to come back and play. I think the injury was minor enough. If he had been out for any prolonged period of time, I think he'll be out for maybe a week or two. Uh, anything longer than that, I don't think he would come back. But I think he is going to play again. Um, that's just a hunch I have, honestly. That doesn't come from anything. But no, yeah, but I, he seems like that type of Zion, kid. He seems like that type of kid who's going to come back and play. Right. I mean, my thing on Zion is nobody has a bad thing to say about this kid. Everybody just is so – everybody who's mad at loves him. Uh, and that's my whole point so is that – It was just – it would be really – it would have been very tragic had that, had that been a bad injury. I think uh, anybody saw – anybody would have – would have felt just hurt. By yeah, horrible, horrible for the kid. Horrible for the kid if he got hurt. And and listen, I'm not saying I'm I'm not even really saying he he shouldn't play for the rest of the season. I'm saying if he chose to go that route, I would be totally okay with it. And That's it's right. and it's because the NCAA has taken the decision out of his hands. He shouldn't have to choose whether or not he wants to get money to do something he loves or whether he wants to just do something he loves.
But the NCAA is making that a decision, and it's and it's bullshit. I get that he loves the game. I get that he you know wants to be a part of a team and fucking hoop because he's a baller. And that's what he does. I get that, and I'm not saying anything like you know he should just shut it down because of injuries or anything like that. But I just think that it's bullshit that he's backed into the corner of basically having to say I'm putting a ton of money at risk. When I don't have to be. You are. No, you are. And I don't think that. And I think that's you know that's a very arguable fact. And I think that's why the NBA the next day put in a, a you know a proposal to change the rule. But yeah. Also, by the way, a Zion injury is something that instantly changes rules. You know, oh, he's that big of a star. Yep. Yep. That's why it's, all these his light is shining that bright. All these rules, all these any contract rule or on the court basketball rule that got changed, it's always got a name to it, right? Like the they call it the Derrick Rose rule, that contract that kept Kyrie and AD from they call the arenas provision. Yeah, there's all these kinds of things. Exactly. And it's like named after the big stars and there's a reason for that and he's gonna be one of them. So the just the last topic on this subject here. He has to go with Adidas now, right? <laughs> Maybe Jay Z's gonna swoop in here with Puma and snag him up. That'd be awesome. Him and Meek Mill, bro. Let's fucking That's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so he's got to sign with Adidas. I agree. I agree. You gotta stay away from Nike now, right? Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck Nike. As I heard on Canadian radio, there's a five-year-old in in uh, China saying sorry. <laughs> didn't, didn't build the team correctly. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into this and we're going to make our picks here. And for those of you who listen to other In The Money productions, you're going to notice we're going to follow the same trend as our Money Line U college football podcast. And we're going to go ahead... Uncle Tav and I are going to go ahead and pick a favorite to win, to cover a favorite to cover the spread, an underdog to cover the spread, a money line pick, and a little parlay bonus for you. That's right. That is correct. All right. So let's jump right in. Let's start with a favorite that we like for tomorrow. Uncle Tav, you want to go ahead and get us started? Yeah, I'm going a very slight favorite. Uh, it's a team I've take, taken a few times this year. Very degrees of luck. I've won more than I've lost with them, and that's Iowa State. at the one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road to TCU. I'm just not high on TCU. I don't think they're a very good team at all. Um, I, I, a few times I've, I've watched them this year, they just don't have much. They've got a couple decent guards. They just, they're not a high IQ team. Iowa State isn't either, but they're loaded with talent. Uh, they had a huge win at uh, Kansas State last weekend. Um, I like them. They're talented. They've uh, Look, I've, I've gotten it wrong before this year, but I, like I said, their talent is legit. Shayok is, I think, the leading scorer in the Big 12 right now. Uh, Wigginson comes off the bench. He's, an, he's probably an NBA prospect at some point. Wyler Bad, Horton Tucker can play too. Uh, they're a good team. Like them at one and a half on the road. I I agree with that pick. It's not it's gonna be mentioned later in my picks, but uh, I, I do understand where you're coming from with that pick. 
For me, the favorite that I like is Marquette, who's minus three and a half, going to Providence. Um, again, Marquette's been a team that I think is underrated, and I'm going to continue to harp on them because I, I like what they're doing. So I'm going to roll with them again. I've been right on them a couple times this year, and that's more than I can say for the rest of those teams in the Big East. So. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't hate that. Uh, I did watch Providence put a slacking on St. John's this week. Um, in a game that I believe we both had action on. We did, and we both had St. John's, but this is what the Big East does. These teams they come do. to play one game, and then they come out and they throw a fucking dud at you the next one. So I'm trying they to do. kind of ride that trend of here comes a Big East team who just played really, really well. They got it all out this week, so this weekend they don't have anything left to play for, you know? Right, and I do. I'm with you that I think Marquette is the pride of the Big East. Yeah. I think they're the best team there right now. I actually don't think Nova's very good. Yeah, Nova's overrated because of what they've been in the past, which you could understand. Like they're yeah. obviously overrated because they've been so just successful. This year, dude, they don't have. They are not. Very well, deep. I think I think a big part of it is that they didn't think Dante Divincenzo and they didn't think Omari it's, Spellman yeah, were, were going to be in the league this year, but they are. And those guys would have been. I mean, you put those two guys on Villanova, and I really like them. All of a sudden, you know I what I'm saying? Too. I do too. All right, do you have a uh, an underdog for us here? Underdog, uh, and this is dependent on Zion not playing, but I really like the Cuse uh, at the Carrier Dome on Saturday. It's going to be a record-breaking college crowd. Um, I think it's going to be extraordinarily loud, especially with the whole Bayheim situation. I think the loud house, baby. It's going to be super behind it, dude. Uh, it's going to be an orange vest. I like them plus four and a half without Zion a lot. I think Duke is going to have all kinds of trouble dealing with the 2-3 without Zion to just bust it from the middle. So a bunch of our buddies are making the trip up uh, this weekend back over to the old Q's. And I was actually supposed to go, but uh, recently I went to Mont-Tremblant to go skiing up in Canada, and I spent a whole lot more money than I thought I was. So had to nix this trip, but would have loved to go because I think the atmosphere, like you said, is going to be just absolutely outrageous. No ton of Q's people going back. We know the Syracuse community is going to come out hard for the game like they always do. When I was there at college, the number one thing I was actually most impressed with was the community of Syracuse's commitment to not only Syracuse basketball, but Syracuse football. They really come yeah, out. They show out. Fans. They they support the teams unlike anything I, I had experienced before. And so I have to I have to believe that there's going to be a lot of emotion, especially like you said with the Bayheim situation, Zion not being there, probably going to be a little bit de- let down. I'm sure Coach K is already making all the excuses in the book, which really pissed me off after like the last every game they lose. He's like, you know, well this guy was injured and that guy was injured, and actually, you know, our thirteenth forward was having food troubles, and so. But Trey you know, Jones goes five fifteen from the field this weekend, and we're going to hear all about how Zion's missing. Remember when Trey Jones was the most important player on Duke three weeks ago? I think we're going to fucking see that that was not true. Dude, nothing makes me more fucking pissed off than when Shashevsky was up there being like, we lost this game because Trey Jones wasn't there. He's your fourth best freshman. <laughs> he, You have number one, two, and three in the goddamn country. Syracuse doesn't even have a top ten fucking recruit on its fucking team. Side Get the fuck out of here, bro. We're playing Buddy Bayheim, and he's going to fucking spank your ass. Because now that he's making threes, game over, bro. 
I do. <laughs> I will say, dude, Duke's white guys this year are weak. They suck. Syracuse has better white guys. That's how you know it's real. Merrick. Yeah, he may be good in a year or two. Merrick Dojai. Awful. One second. Merrick Dojai last game. His hustle plays single-handedly demoralized Louisville. He was literally out there punking guys double times his weight just with absolute hustle and effort plays. Like, just crushing it. Ultimate team guy. Always on the floor, always grabbing a loose ball, always getting a deflection here, deflection there. I, I could see him having a big game against Duke. He would have he would have come out definitely a little bit scared, but because Zion isn't there to run him over like a goddamn <laughs> mad truck again, I think he's gonna be playing a little bit loose. <laughs> I agree. After you take that Zion charge, everything seems a whole lot easier. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Do you have a, uh, a money line pick for us? Yeah, so I've got a money line pick that I like, um, and that's actually Florida State at North Carolina. Uh, I'm a big Florida State guy. I think they're extremely talented. Uh, they've got Phil Kofer back. It's just Florida State, I mean, it's almost the same team every year. They're just like a bunch of big, strong athletes uh, who look like they're about 27 years old. Um, and... They're, that's how they're built again. Gavin Gelly's a pro big coming off the bench for them. Uh, they got Kofor. They got just a bunch of good players, good guards too. Uh, I think we're making a little bit of agreement that there's definitely a possible UNC letdown here this this week. Definitely, they just came off a big game. Um, I think FSU is going to be fired up to play this one. Uh, so I'm on with you. I like. One thing, too, like one of the well. ways that UNC was crushing Duke was they were killing them on the glass. That's not going to happen against Florida State. Florida State is big, and they rebound well. They're not going to get beat on the glass by Luke May and Garrison Brooks and Cameron, 27-year-old Cameron Johnson, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, obviously, I think we talked about this uh, recently on a podcast. Florida State just always has the athletes and this is going to be one of those games where having the athletes is like the most important thing because if you don't have the athletes when you play UNC they're going to run you off the floor and Florida State's going to be able to match up with size match up in athleticism and I think they're going to I think they're going to come to play I really like that pick for me my pick for money line this week is going to be UT Tennessee Going into LSU, I think they're going to get it done. This game is basically a pick at this point. But I think this is the marquee matchup of the weekend. It's the one game that I'm going to really want to watch this weekend, besides the Q's game, obviously, for different reasons. But this, to me, is the marquee game of the week. And I really like Tennessee to go in there and win in what I think is going to be a great game and a close game with, uh, with LSU. I do, too. I think that's going to be a great game. Uh, it's weird because it's going to be a... New tip, uh, that LSU Tennessee game. Uh, it's kind of, we've kind of w- almost wish that was flexed into prime time, mm-hmm. uh, but it's going to that will be a big game. Uh, I like Tennessee as well. I think they're poised for a big kind of comeback performance against LSU after you know sort of getting embarrassed last weekend against Kentucky. You know, Calipari had those freshmen swinging them around. You know. Uh, so I'm with you. No, I like that pick, and that is a game I really hope 
a lot of people turn into because there's a lot of talent on that court. A lot of really, really good college players. Tremont Waters, Admiral Schofield, Grant Williams. I know you don't like it because it's early for you. You got to get up at you know 9 a.m. to watch it. But for us out on the East Coast, I love a premier 12 p.m. matchup right away early in the day. It gives me a reason to crack a beer and sit on the couch at noon and watch some basketball, and I'm right. all for that. Okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. All right, let's go ahead and pick our parlay for the week. I'll go ahead and I'll get us started here. I got three games. Uh, one that you already talked about here is Iowa State. I like them this week, obviously with the points to cover. I like Auburn plus seven to cover against Kentucky because I think Kentucky's coming off a little bit of a shaky performance. And I think they're going to win the game, Kentucky, but I think it's going to be one of those really close ones where they have to pull it out in the end. And I'm really looking forward to Keldon Johnson having a big game because you know I'm very high on him and his goal prospects. And finally, the third one in this little parlay that I'm going to round out is going to be Louisville. This is going to be a similar situation here to Auburn. Louisville just got kind of embarrassed by Syracuse this week, so they're going to come with something to play for, and they're going to have all their fucking athletes out there running the floor. And I think, again, Virginia wins. Virginia never really wins against good teams in blowout. They're always a grinded-out team. So I can see Louisville keeping this within eight and uh, covering that eight-point spread. like that. I kind of like all of those. Um, I'm going to go slightly different direction with my parlay I'm just going to go money line parlay um, the money lines haven't been released yet but based on spreads uh, I can have an idea of what the money lines obviously going to sort of look like um, so these four games actually all favorites uh, that I like the money line in a parlay here uh, first is Virginia Tech and Notre Dame uh, it's only a four-point spread. Tech hasn't been quite as good since Justin Robinson got hurt, but they've been much better the last few games. Uh, Blackshear for them is honestly maybe the best big guy in the conference right now. He's playing awesome. Uh, and so I'd like them to win at a bad Notre Dame team. Uh, I think they need that win, and they're going to take care of business there. I like um, that pick. I like that pick. I actually am going to go Marquette in this as well, straight money line again at the favorite at Providence. I like them to win that game. I'm tentative because I feel like some of these Big East games just get closer than they should be sometimes. So I just want to take the points out of it, but I like that money line. Um, UVA, I actually like the UVA money line. Like you said, I think they win that game. It's not, I don't, I don't want to touch the spread on that, but I think they do grind it out and win at Louisville, who plays competitive uh, after having a couple rough games there. Um, And then to round that out, I like Temple at home uh, against Tulsa. I just like Temple. I think they're actually a pretty good team out of the 8-10. Quentin Rose is one of my favorite players in the country that nobody knows who he is. Big athletic wing with an afro Mm -hmm. uh, who can handle, does a little bit of everything, averages two and a half steals a game. Those guys are so valuable in college, especially the ones that can really defend. Those ones are yeah. really valuable. Uh, dude, he's out of Rochester, too. I don't know how Houston look at this guy. Um, but good, real good player. Um, so that's four games I like in, in that uh, money line parlay. All right. There's, there's a big slate coming on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be an exciting slate. And 
we hope to uh, have more picks for you coming up soon. But in the meantime, go out and make some money tomorrow and uh, enjoy a big day in college basketball, folks.